Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A little bit too warm in Los Angeles. There's your weather report for folks taking notes at home. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Now you've got a note of what Jesse said the weather was in Los Angeles. <laughs> do you think people do keep logs of that? Like huge fans of the show have the, you know, the episode title guests, and then weather? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think what they do, they probably have some kind of shorthand system. Okay, sure. So, like, there's a little symbol that means Asterios Coconos. Sure, yeah. It's Um, like a hobo code. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. It's safe here. Dave Holmes is on this episode. (laughs) Right. Um, Dave Holmes is here, and this farmer's wife will fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Unrelated. Yeah. Unrelated. I mean, if you were a farmer's wife... Why not fuck a hobo, right? Yeah, it's fun. They're probably great lovers. What else is there in your life besides... Millet. There's millet. Churning. slopping the pigs. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while you fuck a hobo. Sounds like fun to me. I bet hobos are voracious lovers. (laughs) Voracious? Yeah. (laughs) Like, have you seen a hobo devour a pie that's been sitting on a windowsill? Just think about that enthusiasm (laughs) transferred onto a vagina. Right? Yeah. (laughs) talk about a pie on a windowsill huh i I gotta get it i gotta get it that hot steaming clitoris (laughs) the little the little uh pie lines waft off it and it picks them up into the air and then they fly over to the clitoris (laughs) Mm, savory (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Anyways, um, we would like to see your hobo code that you have for the show. Oh, also, you know, when you're not here, I don't do the weather. I don't want to, like, you know, step on your toes. I wonder if my that... thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm known as the weatherman. Sure. That's what they call me. <laughs> yeah, I don't do the weather. By you the way... Don't, I don't just do the weather. You don't say, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> that's my catchphrase. Have you seen uh, the film based on my life, The Weatherman, starring Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I, you know... I'm sorry they didn't let you play yourself. Number one. Number two, they took some liberties. Yeah. You know what I mean? What What was different? I guess I, I haven't seen the movie. Out of respect for you. Well, if I, it's been a while since I saw it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, by about 15 minutes in, I was blind with rage. Mm-hmm. Number one, they did not license my life story. Oh, boy. Number two, they claim in this film that I was uh, an arms dealer, mm-hmm. an international arms dealer. Hmm. Well, in fact, I'm a public radio host and podcaster. Yeah, that does. Well, I mean, it's just arms dealer is sexier. Yeah, it's Hollywood. I mean, you know, it's got to you got got to have a little zazz, a little glamour. I've done a little voiceover work. Okay, well, they could have put that in if they wanted sexy. Sure. All I'm saying is, if they wanted sexy, they could have put in that. They could have. Yeah. I I responded to an advertisement on Craigslist and recorded a bunch of English language phrases for a Japanese English language learner's exam. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like I'm a hobo. Boy. I'm a hobo within nose's length of a vagina. <laughs> That's how steamy that that was. Let's introduce our guest on the program. Uh, he is, of course, uh, one of MaximumFun.org's greatest talents. Mm-hmm. They say top twenty. Um, twenty-ish, twenty-five. Yeah, oh, twenty. Top twenty-five. Top twenty-five talents on air. The top forty under forty. He's, He's one of the top 40 talents under 40. I'm 42. 
Oh, uh, well, then you ain't shit. And, but yeah. you look great. <laughs> Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, you look good. Thank you. For 42. It's clean living. He's one of the hosts <laughs> of My Brother, My Brother and Me. He is, in fact, one of the titular brothers, uh, Travis McElroy. Hi, Travis. Hello. Hello, Jordan Jesse. Thank you for saying hi to each of us individually. Sometimes people will just give a blanket hello, mm-hmm. and I feel a little bit slighted. Now, Travis, you recently moved to Los Angeles from the Cincinnati area. That is correct. Um, did someone send you a memo that said that when you head out west, you have to wear cowboy boots with giant sheriff stars on them? Um, I believe you're talking about my boot candy. Um, <laughs> and this is an everyday occurrence. <laughs> So these wait. are the only shoes I own. I have these and I have a pair of black cowboy boots that were my wedding shoes. How – can you can you go a little deeper into the phrase boot candy? Well, OK. So you know you have your boot, yeah. right? Your your common boot. Sure. And someone might look at it and go, oh, boot, right? Mm-hmm. Eh, nothing to write home about. Sure. But then you slap some boot candy on oh, there. Oh, okay. And it's, it's a thing. Now, it's yeah. like a boot bling, if you will, but that okay. sounds silly. Yeah. So this candy, is though. it's not as that's very that's a very dignified candy. phrase. It's very manly. <laughs> you got your six gun, yeah. you know, your ten gallon hat, and your boot candy. What I'm looking at here is a burgundy boot, mm-hmm. um, and it does have some tone on tone embroidery mm-hmm. uh, and some swollen it's areas. It's a phoenix, in case you guys were wondering. I was. Thank you. It represents the way that you aspire to rise from the lows that you're currently in. Mm-hmm. Um. And Which is to save the podcasting industry. <laughs> the ashes that are the podcasting industry. And then on there you have strapped under your heel mm-hmm. and to and, and to your uh, the back of your ankle and your forefoot is a strap that has one how many sheriff stars are we looking at? Uh one for every sheriff I've killed. <laughs> so three. Three, three on each. Mm-hmm. Three on each. Mm-hmm. So is that a total of six sheriffs or do you just I killed the same one six times. Oh, okay. Wow. Was this a cat sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back three more times. I've got yes. news for you. The sheriff of Pussytown. <laughs> wow. So how do you how are you uh, enjoying Travis the audience can't see your mugging? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I gotta make my mugging noise then. Ah. There you go. I think they can envision the mug. Uh, for people for people listening at home, Travis froze like the credits were about to roll. In a 90s sitcom, and they would roll over this face that he was making. 90s sitcom? Yeah, I'm going to say 80s sitcom. No, you're right. That's probably closer. Mid-80s sitcom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1982 to 1987. Like a facts of life. That was yeah. actually my signature sitcom move when I was on sitcoms in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? What sitcoms were you on? You were on multiple sitcoms in the yes, 80s. Yes, I was on like Facts Harry of Anderson. Life. <laughs> I was on Night Court. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was on Night Court again, and then I was on Day Court. Day court. Mm-hmm. It was a spinoff. <laughs> they that didn't decided do well. not to call that court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was also midday court and brunch court. <laughs> there was also squash court. Brunch court's great because of the mimosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very bottomless nice. mimosa. Bottomless mimosa. Who was my favorite character on the show? <laughs> <laughs> he was an elf from another dimension. Jordan, it was a I, great gazoo situation. <laughs> I want to take this opportunity to thank you for the yeoman's work you've done, mm-hmm. filling in as host of this program mm-hmm. for two of the last three programs. Yep. Uh, uh, as I have been out of town, mm-hmm. I went to a cowboy boot wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went to a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also ill. It's been a real fucking yeah, disaster. Sounds of a like a three roller weeks. coaster. Um, at the wedding I went to, mm-hmm. you called it a cowboy boot wedding. Is that 
that wasn't just to reference Travis's boots, but you went to another cowboy boot wedding? My wife, yes. My wife was a bridesmaid mm-hmm. in this wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was her childhood best friend. Sure. Wonderful woman. Uh, and a horse enthusiast. Okay. And so they wore Does normal- she keep and ride horses or does she just like stickers? <laughs> uh, her name is Lisa Frank. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, she keeps she keeps horses. Okay. And rides them. Mm-hmm. Um, Steeplechase? Gallop. I Trot? Probably Canter. a Canter. A trotting horse. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> dressage. <laughs> it's the kind of race where you set down right on the horse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Makes her blood boil, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So at this wedding, my wife had to wear – the rule was she had to wear a, like a khaki-colored dress or a tan dress mm-hmm. or an off-white dress above the knee and cowboy boots. Wow. Listen, I am not a fashion player, but even I know khaki-colored dress sounds terrible. So we ha- – my wife had one. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. We had to get it hemmed above the knee. Sure. Uh, but that was fine. Yeah. But then then came the discussion. That's an, in- that's an interesting choice telling the – I mean maybe I just don't know a lot about bridesmaiding. But telling the bridesmaids where the dresses Hem had to go be. to. Yeah. yeah it seems I, like that should be on a bridesmaid to bridesmaid basis. Well, especially the, they, to make sure that the hems are high enough. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's the part that surprised me. Were they just me. concerned that the wedding wouldn't be fun and flirty enough? That's a good question. Like they were worried that it would be too much of an evening wedding and not enough of a cocktail wedding. Okay, is my best. But what guess. if one of them has weird knees? I know. Well, wh- what are you going to do? Yeah. What if one of them has a prosthetic leg? My wife who has beautiful knees. Is convinced she has weird knees, mm. and so uh, she thanks doesn't, media. She doesn't own, <laughs> thanks Vogue magazine. She doesn't own with your unrealistic airbrushed <laughs> knees. She doesn't. And do... furthermore, I think Lena Dunham's knees look great. And if yeah. she wants to show them off, I say letter. They're untraditional knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I think that they're great because they're real. Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. You all started applauding. Can I say something, Jordan? Yeah. Real women have knees. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the leg gap. You know what I mean? Most people just want to see thigh to calf. And Nothing in between. Yeah. So this, anyway, hashtag Gamergate. Keep, keep going. <laughs> this barn. This. I'm so glad, Jordan, that you have been using our show <laughs> as a way to stand up to nepotism in the game. <laughs> yeah. I just feel strongly about yeah, it. Isn't it awful when like brothers get jobs for other brothers? Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. The worst. The worst. Especially if it affects a review of Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> So um, we had that. <laughs> that was covered. Yeah. Because we had this. She had the dress. My wife, had a, my wife says to me, I got to get this dress. I said, you have this uh, beautiful dress. Sure. That would be suitable. I'm wearing it now. <laughs> we'll, just get it, we'll just get it hemmed above the knee. Okay. She said, great. Sounds like you solved. handled that situation. No cowboy boots, though. Yeah. She's not a cowgirl. No. So she, we, She's a simple ranch hand. We had to get engaged. We had to engage in a complex negotiation. Mm-hmm. To make it acceptable for my wife to wear riding boots mm. instead of cowboy boots. Okay. Was this like something she had to put in writing and get it like notarized, say, I'm I'm looking to change the bridesmaid outfit slightly? We got it notarized for safety's sake. Sure. Mm. It's always better to have the notarization. You want to witness when you sign mm-hmm. any agreement or document just so everybody knows it's, you know, 
on the up and up. Exactly. Some somebody's somebody's got a thumbprint in a sure. special book. It's it's also a nice uh, excuse to visit a shoe repair store where they also sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> So, so wait, did she already have the riding boots? So she did have. I I had per- once purchased her a pair of riding boots, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so she had some riding boots. Got it. So not for ride, just as a no. Okay. I'm fucking hell, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Teresa's wanting to get new hobbies. No. Okay. So I think if she wants to ride horses, she can. Sorry, I don't like to keep women in boxes where they have to stay off horseback. Thank you. And if Lena Dunham wants to ride a horse through Brooklyn naked, I think she should be able to. I agree. I think she's really a talented woman. She's very talented. And you know what? I don't think those people that open for her deserve to get paid. <laughs> Me either. What are they doing? Juggling? Who cares? I don't care. I think they <laughs> signed up for it. Fine. I mean, Everything's fine. fine. I don't think I think it's fine. Lena Dunham's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this wedding was in a barn. Mm-hmm. I think there's a law that all weddings have to be in barns now. I think- Was it an active barn or, like, a redesigned barn? Like, were there other horses, were there horses in the barn? During the wedding? During the wedding. Just pooping and winging? <laughs> or did they make them stand outside and look in? <laughs> Looks like a nice wedding. <laughs> it was like an Airbnb situation. <laughs> like, the, the money was good enough for the horses that they were willing to go stay at their friend's barn for a couple nights. <laughs> it was a little tight, but yeah, it was worth it. I agree with you. I feel like the theme of all modern weddings is what if Mumford and Sons planned a wedding? Yes. <laughs> we had to sit. Mason jars? It was. What, tell me what was in Mason jars at this wedding. I'm, okay. I'm going to oh, everything. Bet. Yeah. Tea light candles? Mixed drinks. Sure. In Mason jars. <laughs> right. There were custom Mason jars. Mm-hmm. <gasps> They were custom mason nice. jars nice. with, the, with handles yeah. that said uh, that said their names and the date of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I had a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. Hmm. They're lovely people. They said, "I'm sure they're great." So this, this was my, this was my sister's wedding too. By the way, it was my sister's wedding was definitely uh, um, Mumford and Sons' well, So mean, was Griffin's. Oh my god! Well, so was oh, I bet I believe it. Was it. In a barn it's in fashionable. Austin. It's fashionable, and girls get to plan the wedding, and girls like this stuff. Jordan, yeah. to be fair, your sister has deep roots in rural Mission Viejo, California. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> she's always working been, the land, she's tilling been, the soil. You know, and when I, I call, think Griffin McGray, I think barn. <laughs> <laughs> these these are what I call barn folk. Sure, real barn types. So, real salt of the barn. And so, you know what? They're fucking fun. Too. Like these are I, I you know. Some of this stuff is silly, but it's really fun when you're there. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. I don't think this is... 90 degrees. Yeah. Uh, and we're in this barn. I don't need to tell you guys this. It's not an air-conditioned barn. <laughs> no. They, not one of those upscale metropolitan barns. <laughs> less and, Fewer and fewer barns are getting air conditioning at all these days. Mm-hmm. And those that do, well, they're a porous mess. Sure. <laughs> it's very difficult to You don't maintain. see nearly enough in- insulation. So the bride came in on a beautiful horse. Mm -hmm. She was wearing a regular wedding dress on a horse. Mm -hmm. It was a legitimately beautiful horse. Uh She was riding side saddle. Mm. She appeared. Everyone applauded. She trotted up on the horse. Everyone applauded. She got off the horse. Everyone applauded. (laughs) Then she made the horse do a trick using a carrot. 
and everyone applauded. Mm-hmm. The whole time, I felt very uncomfortable. Because <laughs> you believe in horses' rights? No, because... You don't think horses should be dominated by man? I just don't think horses should be shoehorned into things. <laughs> it's a non-horse event? Yeah. So you're fine with them at polo? Yeah. Uh, they didn't meet in... They're not like... She loves horses. Sure. And she has a horse But it wasn't career. part of her... It's not, it wasn't part of their relationship. No, he doesn't like horses. <laughs> he's, That's he's, why he's he her, didn't ride in on a horse. Sure. He he's just was there. husband centaur. No. Oh, okay. No, no, he's, a <laughs> he's a simple hydra. He's a simple backwoods hydra. I'm already thrown off enough when people like have dogs in their wedding and they do like the dog ring bear because the dog doesn't know what's going on. There was a dog in the wedding too. He also got an applause break. <laughs> this so, like an easy So crowd. these animals probably got more applause than the groom did. Yeah. What did the dog do? He brought in the ring. Okay. His name is Chunk. He's a fat bulldog. That sounds like fun. <laughs> that part was fun. I see. I I don't mind a dog bringing in a ring. I, although, I am deeply ambivalent about any irreverence in a wedding context. Yeah. I'm okay with irreverence in a wedding party, like a post at a ceremony. At a, but in or, the, sure, at the with, ceremony, you want it to be reverent of God. Well, I no, I want <laughs> at the very least. To to be reverent of uh, love and partnership. Okay. That's what I think. Sure. If there's going to be – if something funny is going to be said, it shouldn't be a joke. Mm-hmm. It should be – A pratfall. <laughs> yeah. It should be a It should be noise. physical comedy. It should, well, I mean, I was – I mean, I figured whoopee cushion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if there was four whoopee cushions, mm-hmm. you, everybody has to stand up, the whoopee cushion, and then mm-hmm. – that's fine. I don't like an irreverent wedding, and I uh, I just want everyone to like. It's just, it's so serious. It's serious. <laughs> Weddings are important. Sure, there is one kind of laugh that I will am willing to accept, and that's like a sweet, gentle, knowing laugh mm-hmm. that you get from the crowd. It's about like uh, a, a a funny shared thing that happened to the couple that's related to the crowd. Not Some... like a, <laughs> they'll be divorced in a year. No. <laughs> this won't last. And, <laughs> this is a shame. And not, the baby's not his. <laughs> and not as in my cousin's oh, wedding, just a, a, like a p- whole part about USC versus UCLA. <laughs> like that doesn't, that's a fine thing to be invested in. I enjoy a good sports rivalry myself. But it doesn't, in my mind, meet the standard for inclusion in the wedding. Boy, yeah, my, I went to my cousins and they are Aggies. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a lot of that stuff. They did not like the Texas Longhorns? No. Is that what uh-uh. it is? Yeah. Were they Longhorns and didn't like the Aggies? Well, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> something. Yeah. Somebody didn't like somebody. Yeah, and I just Based don't... on college football. I'm not against that b- being happening. Mm-hmm. But in the wedding, see, it seems in like an inopportune moment. Yeah. I think, you know, it seems like everyone, like, these are just nods to make, you know, not making it generic. I think you can feel like you're just having everybody else's wedding in there. Yeah. And it seems like these are nods to like this is ours. We're putting our stamp on it. Uh, Here's my not, feeling. You know, you don't feel like you're just doing one of these weddings out of a wedding book. I feel like... You know, these wedding books? Yeah. You know. <laughs> like the Bible? Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> one of those wedding books. So my feeling about it is um, that the idea that this is your day mm-hmm. is overrated. <laughs> yeah. I think that a really important part of weddings that is underappreciated 
is that you are making a commitment before your community mm-hmm. um, that you are essentially t- – I don't know whether you believe in God. And if you believe in God, then you're doing it before God. But at the very least, you're doing it in front of your closest friends and family members. You're saying – And some of your closest horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're involving them in this commitment that you're making to each other. And in effect, you're also making a commitment to that community. Mm-hmm. And um, I, just, I just feel like if everyone wears a fucking Darth Vader mask <laughs> – you know what I mean? Sure. Now, that is what I did at my wedding, so what? Okay, <laughs> what do you feel about that? Travis, did, did I you feel do? like if everyone I... wears a Darth Vader mask, then you're likely to grow up to be a great guy and a great Thank podcast. Thank you. I actually – This <laughs> is a child wedding, by yeah. the way. That's why I said grow up to be. <laughs> uh, you can ask my wife. I treated our wedding like it was my quinceanera. <laughs> it, was, it was all about me. It was my coming out party, and it was pretty much all kind of revolved around me and my wife to some extent, but did mostly me. Did you wear me. a tiara? I did not, but I wanted an entrance just like my wife got, but I didn't get that. that so was yeah, like so I, I guess tell I me to, what 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 little touches did you guys put in yours? That well, was... like we had ours at a theater because okay. we both do like theater, and so that was very important to me. I didn't want to have it at a church. Not that there's anything against that, but it just felt very cookie cutter, and like sure. people do it there because they're supposed to, uh, as opposed to the people who do it there because they want to. Um, we had fried chicken as our as our like main dish, oh, that and that's good. my favorite food. And um, rather than like wedding cake, we had cheesecake. And to serve to everybody, we did, like, cheesecake bites um, so that everybody could just, like, eat them off of platters rather than, like, having a big cake that we So far, I'm on board with all yeah, this. Yeah, this is pretty good. None of these are particularly ridiculous. Fried chicken, cheesecake. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, our, our wedding was one of those things. And, like, our friend officiated and, like, we had different elements from different ceremonies, like, thrown in. We had, like, the, you know, the wine stomping and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, great. We're going to, like, do whatever we want. And it's about us. And The wine stomping? Yeah, you know, where you, you drink like out of the glass. You take grapes? Yeah, we made <laughs> wine. It was. It took forever. It was the longest wedding. It was we pretty all stared fun. at it while it fermented. It, it was, was fun. pretty funny when you fell out of that vat. <laughs> yeah. When you were on the local news and you ate shit. <laughs> it was pretty great. It did make it memorable. And then everybody got a clip of it to take home. Oh, great. The, the, the real, like, uh, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, uh, it was a beautiful party, particularly mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Muir Beach, California, which is a real beautiful coastal community in uh, Northern California. And uh, the food was wonderful. Both the uh, groom and um, bride had worked in the food industry, in the f- uh, food service industry what's the like restaurants. What's the, um, what's the the most popular way to prepare horse? <laughs> uh, Did you guys well, horse tartare, right? Okay. Tartare is yeah. a popular way to mm-hmm. prepare horse. Did, were, the, were the vows horse-themed at all? Because <laughs> that's always my biggest up, fear. Horses came up several times in the ceremony, and it made me feel weird. My love for you will be unbridled. <laughs> Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, these are wonderful people. I don't. Sure. I'm happy to be saddled with you forever. It's strange, yeah, but it is one of those things where it's like everyone should be into as into my hobby as I am. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a weird rich person hobby. So yeah, yeah. So, but the uh, it's like yeah, it's like. The weirdest thing that happened during the course of the thing was not horse-related at all. I had come to accept – because the truth is, uh, Teresa's friend, she works as an equine therapist. Mm-hmm. She has a, it's a very important part of her life and always has been. And as much of a rich person's hobby as it is, mm-hmm. and as much as I resent that, <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. You sure. know, the, the one thing that really went down at the wedding was – okay, so it's in this like uh, 
It's a community center, but it's a very rich, tiny towns community center. So it's like a beautiful, if you imagine a beautiful cabin that happens to be on the side of a cliff that overlooks a secluded beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's maybe, I'm going to say this was like a hundred-ish person wedding, you know, a small to medium-sized wedding. And so there's maybe 12 tables of six to 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm there, and there's only a couple of folks that I know there. A good friend of ours from high school, his new wife, who's Italian. I hadn't met her met her yet. They they recently got married in Italy. We couldn't go. Was she nice? She was wonderful. Okay, hot blooded. Yeah, very fiery. Always trying to put more meatballs on your plate. <laughs> sure, uh, spicy ones. Specifically. Spicy. Yeah, don't. Ah. I won't. That's I know you thing. wanted to. That's your thing. Okay, I'll say it later in the show. <laughs> so, um, so the so our this my wife is off doing bridesmaid things. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife's other best pal from childhood, they were sort of a three-way best friend from childhood, is sure. sitting at the table with – sitting at a table with uh, my friend from high school and his wife. Mm-hmm. And so at this table there, it's a six-seat table, three seats open, three seats spoken for. Two of the chairs are tilted over. I walk over. I'm like, huh, why is this chair tilted over? You know what I'm talking about? Leaned against the table. Sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this is about. I, and I'm like, is this where the bride and groom are going to sit? And uh, we look, and no, there's, they have a sure. seat, like, up on a dais. Are these chairs uh, reserved for ghosts? Are these, are these like, the family chairs? I mean, you know, there's a family table, right? Are now. they out of commission? So we think, maybe this is just a weird thing. So I sit down. Sure. And eventually, this sort of middle-aged man in a blousy linen shirt comes up to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, oh, are you sitting there? And I said, yeah. Yes, I'm. uh, Yes, my butt is on this chair. Mm -hmm. So yes, and he said, "Oh, my wife and I were going to sit there." And I said, "Oh, okay." And I was confused at this point because the table had two open seats. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I said, "Yeah, well, the right here." And he said, "Yeah, well, we had turned over that chair." And uh, I said, "Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm just talking to my friends. uh, It's a long time till dinner." And uh, there's, if you guys want to sit down, there's, there's two seats here. They left. Like the wedding? No, they okay. left <laughs> to the other side of the room quite huffily. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, well, maybe I should have offered to switch sides of the table. Sure. So that the two seats that were open would be the exact two seats. Did you have a tone? Uh, well, he certainly had a tone. Did you have a toot? <laughs> uh, I had like a... Fun-loving smirk. Okay. I was... was, Just like Travis at the the end of day court. I was not... I was... He did it again. I was (laughs) amazed... Thank you. From the the very start, I was amazed that this man was trying to engage me on this issue. Sure. I I guess I don't get what... I don't understand what he thought went wrong. He thought that I sat in his seat that he had saved by tilting it. Was it like a prime seating location? Was it like no, inches from was the buffet? No, t- there was plenty of seats elsewhere, and there was two seats at the same table that I was sitting at that were wide yeah, open. So this wasn't like perfect view of the bride and groom, perfect view nope. of like the mountain. Nope. I've got everything here. Otherwise, at- wholly unremarkable seat. So, so why did he like have to say it that? Would have been impo- it would have been very difficult for us to go to another table of six and find one where there were so few people sitting there that all four of us plus my wife mm-hmm. could sit down. 
And so they had seen these chairs, leaned them, said, now we're just going to meander around for 20 minutes. But when we get back, I'm looking forward to this chair. So this guy walks over to his wife and they have a little kibitz. Mm -hmm. And they're giving us the stink eye big time. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm thinking, what are they going to (laughs) do? Call the wedding police? (laughs) You know, so I'm, I'm sitting there in this chair. So I see them giving me the stink eye. So I look at them and I smile. Mm hmm. And they're, they're sticking me even further. <laughs> Look at them happy in our So seats. they end up sitting at a, ta- at a different table with some other old people. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I can't emphasize how puffy this man's white linen shirt was. <laughs> yeah, is this going to come into it later? Or are you just trying to paint a picture? I just want to paint a picture okay. of a middle-aged man from Marin County, California, wearing a puffy white linen okay. shirt, tight jeans, and loafers. <laughs> It was like as puffy as, you know, the puffy shirt episode of Seinfeld? Yes. I can't legitimately claim that there were frills on the shirt. There were no frills. But, the pu- but there were the spiritual frills. <laughs> yes. Similar the puff, puff factor. Was similar. Yeah. Yes. So eventually, eventually, I'm talking about maybe 45 minutes later, mm-hmm. uh, we get up and go get in line for the buffet. Mm-hmm. The buffet time. And the old guy and his wife go like this, huh? <laughs> and then I can see them from the buffet line. I can see the old guy making the, come on, come on, come on, motion to his old people friends. Yeah. And so while we're in the buffet line, they fill this table with old people that we had been sitting at. Wow. So they were mobilizing. <laughs> they were mobilizing. And then they went and got their dinner in shifts to protect the table. Oh, man. You guys wow. got fucked. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> then you should have just sat on the ground. That would have been funny. <laughs> or just leaned over and gone, I farted in that chair. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like. But we got the last laugh, though. And we we got a beautiful table out, out on the out on the patio, and you slash their tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I funny. try I tried to stab him, but my my blade kept going through the shirt and touching nothing. <laughs> right, it's his only defense. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, I guess that's like you know, if you're an older person at a wedding, you know, it's you know, you you socialize, you chat, but you know, maybe it's like ah, uh, you don't have. Oh, hey, I'll get fucked up and try to rail a bridesmaid. You know, like you don't have those types of things. You're with your long-time wife. All you have wife. is pettiness. So, yeah, you got to find – nice Cabernet solving. And a nice Cabernet. <laughs> so you got to find something to fill the rest of the evening. Maybe you're not a dancer. Maybe you don't like popular music. The time between now and 11 when you're planning to blow some rails. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, to feel again. Yeah. Sure, just to feel something. Just chasing, to remember what the 70s were like. Constantly chasing that uh, Studio 54 high. Yeah. At every wedding you go to. <laughs> Maybe this will be the one. Yeah. You know, I used to work in the music industry. That's what this guy would have said to me. Oh, man, you know this guy used to work in the music industry. <laughs> he managed a Sam Goody. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's it's fun for, you know, have a, get a, you know, it's like a, getting a, getting your own... Um, I'm trying to think of that movie where those guys try and sneak out of that World War II camp. Magnificent Seven. That's a yeah. cowboy movie. <laughs> yeah. Ocean's what am 11. I thinking of? Anyway. Ocean's Eleven. You're Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. You get together, you're old person, oh, Ocean's Eleven. you're thinking of the Fantastic Four. There you go, the Fantastic Four. You have a stretchy old man, his invisible <laughs> wife, <laughs> and a rock man. And you take over somebody's table. It's fun, you know? I did. Be, well, the thing is, is like at the, 
at the beginning of this wedding, I was so hot because mm-hmm. it was so hot outside sure. during mm-hmm. this wedding. You know, it's 90, 90 95 degrees. Uh, the Giants and you got are, that additional horse heat. My favorite team, the San Francisco Giants, are in the playoffs, and we're in this place where there's no cell phone reception. So you mm-hmm. don't. I had no idea. It turned out they were playing an 18 inning playoff game <laughs> that they won in the 18th. I missed the entire thing. Had no idea what was going on the whole time. And so I, you know, by the end of the ceremony, I was just a little beat. Sure. But you know, I went to this. I went to this reception. I had some of the really lovely food. Mm-hmm. And I didn't let this guy harsh my mellow. Nah, you can't. So do you that. won. You won. I won because he spent his whole wedding party mobilizing a group of elderlies <laughs> to, to mad dog swarm me. a table. Then swarm a table. Man, I wish I could have been at that table while he was like spreading the story to everyone else. Like, so here's what happened. I was gonna sit there, but then this other guy did. Fuck him, right? We're I, gonna take that table. I was so happy. Because I was like, and this guy had a look on his face when the horse came in. He didn't seem to appreciate the horse as he much only as everyone else. Three times, yeah. He's I, I, I was sitting at that table <clears throat> while that guy was mad dogging me. Yeah, thinking I'm a 33 year old man. <laughs> I'm grown up. Sure, I have two children and a beautiful wife. I'm happy to be in this beautiful place with my wife's childhood friend, enjoying the company of some old pals. I don't need any bullshit. I'm just going to get it, let it wash on past. Wow. Meanwhile, what this guy said was, oh, look at that bullshit. I'm going sw- to dive into that. I'm an old man. I got nothing left. <laughs> the table's all rub, I got. I'm going to rub that bullshit all over myself like it was soap and I was taking a super fast shower. <laughs> so I felt like I won. I was proud of myself. What as is I there? Sat, as I sat out there on the veranda... Looking out at the beautiful view of the bonfires down on the beach, eating eating my prime rib. Mm-hmm. Delicious prime rib, by the way. There you go. Might have been a beef tenderloin. But a that, it was either a, a delicious rib. prime rib or a terrible beef tenderloin. <laughs> <laughs> either way, you're eating a damn meat. <laughs> it was de- definitely a soggy protein of yeah. some kind. <laughs> having, a, having a little conversation about... What the what the nicest city in Italy is? <laughs> I was I was ruling school. Is I there a great. is there a time when you were more filled with pith and vinegar? When you were a now, Jordan, we've established on this program that pith and vinegar is not a saying. I enjoy saying it. <laughs> okay, okay, continue. Yeah, and I welcome I welcome all corrections. Okay. Anyway, when you were a, a hot headed. Young man with nothing to lose. Yeah. Is there a time when you would have engaged this guy more? In fisticuffs. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I would have engaged him in verbal sparring mm-hmm. rather than gentle smiling. <laughs> <laughs> a harsh tete-a-tete. Yeah. For I, I knew that it was I who was full of life force. Mm-hmm. It was I whose shirt fit. <laughs> <laughs> well tailored. It was I who knew not to wear blue jeans to a wedding. <laughs> He had to have, like, sat down and been very disappointed. Like, he's sitting across for, like, 45 minutes, but, like, when I sit down, oh, it's going to be sweet. And then he sat down at the table that was just like the other table. He's like, "Ah, I've wasted my life. (laughs) What have I done? I'm going to go blow some rails. (laughs) Travis, do you not have sneakers? You don't have tennis shoes? I I have a comfortable athletic walking shoe. Okay. 
Uh, it's covered in paint. Okay. So it's not for fancy occasions like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, for podcasts. Yeah, I don't wear it to black tie events, like podcast events. Sure. Um, but I do. Okay. I own a sandal. Travis, how did you come to wear cowboy boots all the time? Well, pretty much the classic way. I was in Annie Get Your Gun <laughs> and, and wore a pair of cowboy boots and found them very comfortable and just kept wearing them. And then I went to school in Oklahoma and he was it pretty much fit in there. And then I just kept doing it. Like most people my age, I kind of started doing it ironically and then found that I actually really enjoyed it. Sure. And so then didn't stop. Much like people who love the music of Billy Joel. <laughs> That's uh, like me in my rainbow wig. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> started out as a fun goof for baseball games, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like me in it, you know? I feel the same way about my Merkin. Yeah. <laughs> it was ironic. Yeah, look at this thing. <laughs> look how hairy my look bush Look how hairy my bush is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, 70s, Burt yeah, Reynolds. Right? Come on. <laughs> then one day, it's like, hey, but it does. But it, I, it it's does a it. pretty hairy bush. In fact, it keeps it nice and warm and comfy down there. Mm, it's oh, pretty yeah. nice. You don't want to have a cold bush. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Just go. I listen to Bullseye to be cooler and more cultured than the people who don't know about Bullseye yet. Of course, then I tell them about Bullseye, so it doesn't usually work for very long. Bullseye is your guide to what's good. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Travis McElroy, elegant cowboy. He's ready. He knows what to I do. I've been thinking about it for three weeks. You were always – oh, so you were going to do elegant cowboy even if we didn't mention your boots. Well, yes. I mean, oh. I am day to day an elegant cowboy. It's, yeah, not, well, it's, it's not a funny nickname. It's correct. It's I how mean, I've lived my life. Anybody <laughs> who's seen you rope doggies knows. They know. Yeah. I've got a personalized belt buckle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it says T for it's Travis. Elegant cowboy on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to briefly, before we get into this cat cafe that Jordan visited, <laughs> and just Travis's general experiences of this great city of angels that we live in, uh, I want to mention Max Fun Week. Hey. Because it is imminent. It starts October 15th, which is just a couple of days after this episode is released. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of shit going down for Max Fun Week. Let's hear it. Number one, grand opening. Uh, I'm going to be doing a live bullseye at the Masonic Lodge at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery Wednesday night, October 15th, with uh, Dan Harmon, Andy Kindler, Steve Agee, Rob Corddry, and Sarah Watkins. That's a hell of a lineup. And Travis McRoy. I won't be on stage, mind you. I'll just be in the <laughs> audience. I'm going to be there, yeah. That's great. If you're in if you're in Southern California, you haven't bought your tickets to that. I don't know. What do I have to do? You know what I mean? What do I have to do? You can't get better guests. I can't get. You've better already guests. got the best. If guests. only there was going to be free beer. Yeah. Oh, great news! There's free beer. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to wear cowboy boots or an above the knee ham. Although, if you'd like to wear either, you're welcome. <laughs> it to. doesn't hurt. It's fine. You won't be turned away. So uh, yeah, if you're in Southern California, come to that. Also, every day, so that's the first day, and every day of Max Fun Week has a special theme. 
We've got Max Fun Trivia Day, Leave a Review Day, For Immediate Summary Judgment Day, Draw the Adventure Zone Adventurers Day. What was your Adventure Zone Adventurer, Travis? Taco? Um, no, mine was Magnus Burnside's. Okay. Who was Taco? That was Just. Okay. Taco the Wizard. <laughs> Um, Taco was my favorite. Taco was everyone's favorite, Jordan, because he had a funny name. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got to talk about Stink Eye, man. Everybody loves the funny name guy. In contrast Jeez. to yours, very serious name. Yeah, Magnus Bar- Well, I'm a serious gamer. <laughs> I play D&D to win. Jeez. <laughs> Max Fun of, Rocket Coloring Contest right Day. Now. Share your favorite episode day. And I'm really excited about Max Fun Meetup Day, which is uh, Sunday, October 19th. Um, we are going to be having a meetup here in Los Angeles, but we are also having meetups all across the country that are being hosted by listeners. Will these be simulcast? No. Okay. And outside the country. There's some in uh, Turkey. There's one in Istanbul. Yeah. Wow. I'm waiting for one. There's several in Canada. Mm -hmm. Edmonton, Calgary, I know for sure. I'm waiting for someone to start one in London. I know we got a lot of listeners in London. Sure. Um, You can find the whole list of all the places where there are meetups at MaximumFun.org slash Max Fun Meetup. They're all happening at 7 p.m. local time on Sunday, October 19th. So go. It is really a pleasant time to go and hang out and talk with people. And if there isn't already someone hosting one where you live, it is easy to do. All you have to do is pick a place and email Jennifer, our uh, intrepid office administrator at Jennifer at MaximumFun.org. And I have announced that the first 25 people to host a meetup, we will send them a T-shirt. Sounds terrific. Does it have to be like at a public place or can they just have like a meetup at their house? Better to be a public place. I think the ideal meetup place is somewhere public with drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, Lots of witnesses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where where it's like – where it's going to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I've got a shed I'm doing a meetup in. I just need a solid alibi. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Somewhere comfortable. I just need you to take this wrench. (laughs) Don't ask questions. Listen, I was here all night. Catch this gun. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody asked, I was definitely here at 730. Mm -hmm. Um, Somewhere like a a neighborhood bar that's got a little bit of space, isn't too crowded. Sure. Some place where everybody can uh, pay for their own things so you don't have to worry about splitting checks with people coming and going. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to pick a nice place. We're doing it at a a bar called Club TG Mm -hmm. here in L.A. um, in Atwater Village. Um, But, yeah, pick a place. And and at this point, we've got meetups in most of the major cities in the United States. We've got a Manhattan one, a Brooklyn one, a Chicago one, a Seattle one, a Portland one. do you think the people at the Manhattan and Brooklyn meetups will talk about the other meetups derisively? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And God forbid, uh, God forbid someone should start a bridge and tunnel meetup. Oh, boy. And then there's finally something that the Manhattan and Brooklyn <laughs> people can agree on. Yeah. Um, then they'll be torn asunder again when the topic of who has better pickles comes up. <laughs> so, yeah, you can, you can find all the information at MaximumFun.org slash MaxFunWeek. We hope you'll participate. I mean – our whole idea is if you have a cool idea of how to celebrate Maximum Fun or your favorite Max Fun show or whatever, that's the time to do it. We are – it's for us, it's like all of the cool stuff about the Pledge Drive without having to ask you for money. So anything we can do to make you, help you have more fun, we're, we welcome all fan art, 
If you want to host a fan podcast, fanfic podcast, that's mm-hmm. where one person pretends to be Jesse, one person pretends <laughs> to be Jordan, one person pretends to be Travis. If you want to host a slash fic podcast, <laughs> that's where one person pretends to be Jesse, one person pretends to be Jordan, one person pretends to be Travis. One pers- one Kirk, one Spock. And one person just <laughs> makes slurping noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number one on iTunes. (laughs) I actually, I moved here just uh, for Max Fun Week. Oh, really? Yeah, because there wasn't like a meetup planned in Cincinnati. So I said, I'm going where the action is. That is a solid financial decision. Thank you. What are your, oh, and guess what? One other thing. uh, That morning in LA, there's going to be a Max Fun family meetup. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Because a lot of Teresa and the one bring a baby to a bar. Teresa and Biz and their respective children Mm -hmm. are all going to be. I think it's on the 18th. Is it the eighteenth? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, you're going to be there with your dog Buttercup, right? Quite possibly. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm excited about that. Either that, met, or I'll be met, drunk. One of those two. I haven't met Buttercup yet. I'm very excited. You about should that. be. Buttercup seems. Anyway, nice. you can find all that shit at uh, maxfun maximumfun.org/slash/maxfunweek and maximumfun.org/slash/maxfunmeetup. Travis, I want to know how you're feeling about Los Angeles. I'm pretty good so far. We got here it was super warm, which was. Like not surprising, but a little off-putting. We rolled sure. up and it was what's like ninety the, uh, degrees. What's the temp like in Cincinnati right now? Uh, last I checked, it was like forty-five degrees and mm-hmm. raining. Yeah, everybody's like in sweaters and jackets. God, I and wish stuff. it was forty-five and raining right now. <laughs> you say that it gets old. You just want to alternate days: ninety-eight degrees, forty-five degrees, ninety-eight degrees. Because it, if when it's every day, that gets bad. And we did it. You know, we drove across the country with a trailer and a dog and a cat. Um, so that was not fun. It took cats us like eight hate days. driving, right? Yeah, we had to drug her up, give her a little bit of Benadryl. Um, and then she slept. <laughs> it was so great. Nah. She was so quiet. Um, the thing about driving across the country was that you can only go like 55 miles an hour, like legally, and also because your car won't go more than that with a fully loaded trailer. <laughs> and people behind me did not seem to be cool with that, like, or understand, right. like, he's sure. got a trailer and a tiny car. So, like, everyone's zooming around me and glaring at me, and it's like, yes, I also wish I was going 75. Yes, this is terrible. The I'm cat trying is to- trying to sleep. <laughs> hey, everybody, be cool. Yeah. I'm terrified of this. Sure. And, like, I'm going over a mountain, and you can hear my car going, meh. And, like the car is scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everybody just be cool. Please don't yell yeah, at me. Yeah, there's not anymore. a lot of empathy on airplanes and on two lane roads. Correct. These are places where no one cares about what their fellow man is going through at all. And especially once we actually got into LA, like we were on like, you know, the 10 and like trying to sure. get around in a trailer and everyone's like, you can fuck off. No, I'm like, not yeah, letting me get work. Yeah. Cutting me off. It's like, it's I, I don't like breaking right now. Please don't <laughs> cut me off. I'm so scared. Um, but then we found an apartment very quickly in like two days. It's a lovely apartment. Um, we're in a great neighborhood. Everybody's been super nice so far. Played in a softball league. Hey. Went to a batting cage. I haven't really done any like work. So that's been <laughs> fun so far. It's mostly just been spending money just been and playing to the batting sports. Cage. It's yeah. been great. I think that's going to be my life from now on. I Did like you it. have to sell all your shit before you left? And we mostly gave it away. Nobody wanted our shit. Mm-hmm. I tried to bill it as Travis McQuarrie's couch, but no one would take it. Ah, yeah, so we gave a did lot you, of stuff did away. Did you tell them about the jizz? I did. I thought that'd be a selling point because every the... stain has a story. That was like my tagline. <laughs> you know and nobody what? wanted it. I have a friend who's been trying to build a podcasting monkey hybrid. 
Oh wait, hold on. That went a different direction. A little bit of your, a little bit of your jizz could have really helped him out. See, I thought you were going to say podcasting museum. And I got <laughs> really excited. No, um, a monkey hybrid. Then you took a sharp right. It's actually a monkey no, hybrid. A part man, part monkey. Ah, uh, well, a, who monstro- hasn't? a monstrosity in the eyes of God. Uh huh. Uh huh. And all I'm saying is, a little couch jizz really would have helped him out. Absolutely. It helps a lot of things. We can talk about it off off camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, but nobody wanted that. The thing is, my wife is really good at finding stuff like at, at thrift st- shops and everything. She's like a really good bargain hunter. So our stuff wasn't worth very much money to begin. We found our TV by the side of the road for Wait, God, it so weighed your stuff wasn't pounds. worth that. If your wife was good at finding shit at thrift stores, mm-hmm. she'd have found shit that was worth money at thrift stores. Well, the thing is, like, I couldn't keep a straight face as someone for $50 for our coffee table. <laughs> right. I would stop and be like, I can't do this. We paid, like, 10 bucks. Just take it. Just have it. It's yours. Did you, you put like it on all it. on Craigslist? I did, but I put it up way too late. I put it up with, like, 48 hours notice. <laughs> and it just didn't fly off the shelves like I hoped it would. Uh, uh, so we gave a lot of it to Goodwill, and it, I, hopefully it goes to a good place and they enjoy my, my stains. Yeah. I my furniture wasn't actually stained. I just want to be clear because my wife's going to listen to this and just grimace. We had lovely stuff. and It was great. It was not just stained. How do you feel about your new show business intensive lifestyle? Pretty great. Done a lot of drugs. Um, I've been yelling at small people. Um, I don't think that's true. Uh, I have a hard time. Jordan, <laughs> this guy, drugs, Come yelling on. at the small? <laughs> no way. With I those boots? No way, yeah. Jose. Not a responsible sheriff like that. Um, so far, I can great. imagine you tipping your cap and saying, ma'am, I actually when did, the school I mom did comes buy by. a cowboy hat to drive out here, and it was my driving <laughs> hat, and it did make me feel pretty cool. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. But Wait, I always took it off before I got out of the car, so no one would actually. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, don't want to be just seen for in me. that. That's it was a, just for me. Sure. And it's pretty great so far. So far, I've done, I think, three uh, Max Fun podcasts and seen a UCB show. And that's about as far as I've dipped my toe into the Hollywood world. What, a number three? No, you're number one. Okay, thank you. But we're the third one. Well, I saved the best for last. There, there you go. Yeah. So you're not going on any more Max Fun nope, podcasts? never again. again. <laughs> not even my own. <laughs> I'm done. This is my announcement. Hanging up my cowboy hat and my spurs. I'm <laughs> going home. Have we mentioned my podcast yet? It's called My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's on the Max Fun Network. What other two shows did you do? Uh, I, I did uh, Lady to Lady, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm producing Baby Geniuses. Oh, terrific. Oh, fantastic. I'm yeah. excited to hear that. Yeah, me too. No, I've listened. It's great. It is a great show. It is a great show. Everyone should listen, especially now that I'm going to produce the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah. They're going to hear gonna that so production. Clean. Are you going to do – are you going to, you know, become like a – Robin Quivers, uh, Sunny D, where you know you'll you'll Your chime in. I imagine, or you I imagine be... I'll be a, uh, like a color producer, you know, just coming in, coming in with some facts. Okay, you're, but you're not gonna you, you're not gonna be like you know just an all seeing silent god that hovers over the. No, I the think show. I'll be very vocal and very judgmental. Mm-hmm. Very honestly judgmental. Good. Good. That was not a good joke, I'll say. <laughs> Take it again. Let's hear some alts. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Our friend uh, Martin, who produces uh, the show uh, Answer Me This, mm-hmm. uh, he chimes in once in a while and he puts reverb on his microphone <laughs> to make himself sound more godlike. You should uh, you should get some reverb in there. I'm going to do that. Griffin produces my brother, maybe a, my brother. Maybe and me. a fuzz pedal to make it sound more <laughs> kind of garage rock. 1960s. I'm going to do that thing where like the the tube goes from my mouth through my guitar a vocoder, so, yeah, so that when I talk, Great. it sounds like I'm speaking through music. You know what? 
Can I recommend that you do it in the legendary reverb room underneath the Capitol Records building? Done. Right? Seems like a good place to produce a podcast. <laughs> you would have them sit somewhere outside, maybe on the street. Mm-hmm. And then you would be in there. So you would get that rich Sinatra, that classic Sinatra sound. Mm, exactly. Have you ever thought about uh, like making a wall of music for the show? Like a wall of sound? Yeah. Sure. Phil Spector style? Yeah. I got nothing to do. <laughs> go to a batting cage. I got lots of time. Let's get five piano players yeah. in here. Let's do Let's this. Let's do this. Maybe get uh, Lady Smith Black Mombazo in here. <laughs> I, I might not have actually listened to the show before, but I don't remember there yeah. being lots of musical breaks. There needs to we're be. We're thinking of the same show, right? I don't think any of us knows what we're talking about anymore. I'm thinking of the... Uh, <laughs> oh, we've all lost track of the initial topic. I'm thinking of uh, the Paul Simon album Graceland that yeah. you're going to produce. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely true. I'm going to go back in time. I do love that album. I would love to reproduce it. Soon you'll be a dad, and it'll be perfectly appropriate for you to that album. <laughs> yeah, get a get a baby and your wife quick. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Yes. Which is a better Which is a better dad album? Mm-hmm. Here's your three choices. Okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire's greatest hits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Graceland by Paul Simon, mm-hmm. or Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. Okay. So what are you? So okay, let's get some parameters here. Which is the better album for a dad, or which is the better of these dad albums? Which is the better album for a dad? What what album is best suited for a dad to put the cassette in on a car trip? Sure, and say, now this is music. Yes. Okay, now are we judging this off of the reaction from the kids being negative or positive? You want the kids to roll their eyes yeah. a little bit. Are we punishing these children for something? It seems like that. That strikes me. Well, of course they're being punished. They're children. Okay. Then I'm going to have to go with sports. I think I'm going to go sports, too. Here's why. I think that the other two have more music nerd credibility. We mm-hmm. haven't quite come back around on Huey Lewis yet. Yeah. Yet. And not not saying that I don't think Huey Lewis is disliked. I think mm-hmm. he's well-loved. But I think there's a certain goofiness to his music that it's going to be hard to get away from or that you know we'll never get away from it. I think the other two, if you know, you're a you're a music nerd, you can say that you like those, and that's appropriate. Huey Lewis, always a goofball factor. How, how do you feel, Travis? I I just feel like Graceland's like a really good album that I would listen to now. I do. I listen and to it in the car. I, it's great. Yeah, and yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire is great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what would be my my dad album in like. Seven, eight years, nine years when my kids are like old enough to like, my imaginary kids sure. are old enough to like really judge me. And I I have to think it's something like I would put on like in sync. You know, like what's my generation's <laughs> dad album? Did I'm you like, like you gotta hear this Did you like in sync as a kid? I just feel like there's a best of like best of nineteen ninety seven I could put on mm-hmm. and my kids would be like, What is this shit? And I'm yeah. like, Nah, it's great. Yeah, oh, listen, listen, listen. Oh, listen to these these bubblegum pop stars. They're very pop they're all dead now. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake was the famous one, but oh that Joey Fatone could sing. Ah. He's he was always my around. favorite. I, I that dreadlocked rascal. 
It's always been one of the. It honestly, is like I since I was like twenty two, I've always felt like because there are still artists that like my dad listens to where I'm like, uh, this is incredible. Like this is really good. Sure. You laugh all you want at Steely Dan. It's really good, you guys. Hmm. But I don't think we have that now. In my, I don't know. I'm maybe we're coming back around to it now that we're more into you like know, a Mumford a, and Son. I, I get a sense that, and as a as a person who does not have kids mm-hmm. or does not know a child. Uh, <laughs> I get the sense that the modern kid, uh, it's a little more encouraged. I think it was more encouraged for them than it was for us to be like, you know, a little more omnivorous when it comes to the stuff they're taking in. So I think a modern teen probably wants to like more classic rock than we did. I think Mm. we were discouraged from liking it because – but I think the modern teen, it's cooler if they like, you know, your – Led Zeppelin's your Paul Simon, your Earth, Winds and Fires, your. See, I had the benefit of when I was growing up, my dad was on a, a classic rock station. Uh-huh. My dad's a DJ. Oh. And so, like, we would listen to that all the time and he would, like, take us to work and everything. Sure. So, I remember, like, eight years old, my favorite song was Rock and Robin. <laughs> uh, like, I thought it was an amazing song. It was so, incredible. you've always been into cool music. Yeah. yeah. I'm a pretty, listen, you guys. Cool bird based music. Cool, dude. Yeah, well, clearly. I like Birds the Word. <laughs> I like Rock and Robin. Yeah. Favorite bands, the Orioles. Yeah, it's so good. Favorite doo wop group specifically. <laughs> Pretty much anything having to do with, like, hollow bones is really uh-huh. great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like Jimmy and the Hollow Bones. Um, mm-hmm. I like stuff Chris about Chris and Cloacas. the Cloacas. <laughs> Jinx, I love you. Get out of my head. <laughs> Here we don't punch each other in the arm. When we say Jinx, we just say but I love you. If there's one thing Jordan and I can agree on, it's Cloacas. It's Cloacas. And that's what? a funny thing to say. What it's is... a multifunctioning orifice for pee and poop. What's Paul Simon... What is our Paul Simon that we will torture our children with? Yeah, I know. Michael um, Jackson? I might torture no, my I, children with Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson is in a zone where it's I, – I don't I don't think it will ever be uncool to like Michael Jackson. I think Steely Dan is a pretty perfect – Steely that's Dan's a, great. That's an yeah, ultimate Steely dad Link, that's band. A great... Yeah, it's so good though. Uh, Dan Fogelberg is also in there. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a, uh, a Matchbox 20. What's that dude? Rob Thomas. Maybe that's a thing. Or yeah, that, maybe that's just it, me personally. You know, I think honestly, to torture uh, to torture one of our kids with something from our generation, it would maybe mean getting into something we don't normally like. Like but there's got to be mouth. something that we think is cool that they don't. Yeah. Like, do you think? What about like? Uh, I think a lot of people from our generation still probably think uh, Green Day is cool. You know, what? you think they would think Green Day is cool? I bet in nine years it's going to be Ben Folds. Like where I'm going to think it's cool and he's going to be like, what's he playing? It's, like, <laughs> it's called a piano. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. you got to use your hands. That's a baby ben, instrument. I think Ben Folds will maintain I a wanna, little bit of hipster cred. I want to know if – I'm right now I'm imagining Travis having a jock kid. <laughs> yeah. Just ben beating Folds. me up. Pianos. These are the worst. Oh, they might be giants again. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Butch. Yeah, me. <laughs> my son. That was your first mistake. First that was your first mistake. Naming him Butch. To be fair, his full name was Butchington. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Butchington McElroy. Butchington, yeah. Butchington Pussworths. <laughs> I think my kids probably yeah. will think it's annoying that I listen to so much uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. That's a, you know that's a good one. I bet that I bet kids will be embarrassed of that. That they, that, that I think that you know. I think there are a lot of Tony, Tony, Tony apologists. You're one of them. But I think they sound so of their time that it, it doesn't sound timeless, you know? Mm-hmm. It's... I, I feel there's no need to apologize for Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, oh God, I mean, I feel like 
I feel like it seems like modern teens like modern Green Day. I think modern Green Day is so goofy. I mean, it's so bad. Do I, they still do things? Yeah, they totally do. And they it, it sells. I thought the last thing they did was the American Idiot. They've done like 10 awful things. Yeah, and I think, really? I think yes. once you have Each like... Each worse a, than the last. Once you have a Broadway play, I yeah. think you lose a lot of street cred Food in boy. the music industry. I, guess I think I, it's cool to have a Broadway play, but when you're like an underground punk that like... Ten years later, oh boy. has a Broadway. God, play. Modern Green Day is so embarrassingly bad, and I've tried to like get a get a handle on if it if it was always bad. I think I do think they've gotten worse. I think there's a like rock star indulgence that there wasn't. That's well, really embarrassing. I think that with Green Day, what you're talking about mm-hmm. is they always were in. Uh, I think that they're they had skills. That overcame the things that were bad about them. That's sure. That's a great point. I think the fact that they were that uh, they had some really superb songs sure. um, overcame the general corniness of making the kind of music that they did sure. and and just the overall horribleness of the things that came from their right, popularity. As a result of them, sure. Yeah. And I think you know, they but they wrote a lot of great pop songs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they had that going for them was enough to bear them through. Plus sure. what credibility they had from, you know, uh, Gilman, Gilman Street. Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. That's literally what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I think I've actually figured out what my I mean, Cloaca is. Street. <laughs> the thing that's going to embarrass my kids. Yeah. It's going to be me at like 45 listening at full volume to my favorite album ever which is Jay-Z's The Black Album, and I'm going to be singing along with it. <laughs> my kids just like hide their faces and they're just like, Dad. You're like a 45-year-old white dude. Dad, like, oh, anyway. please listen to Reasonable Doubt. <laughs> Can, don't you even have a copy of Blueprint? <laughs> we like that one that came with Samsung phones. <laughs> Do you even have a Samsung Galaxy we can listen to it on? <laughs> it comes back around. Yeah. Everybody loves a Samsung Galaxy. Sure. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go, sponsored M-O-P. by Samsung. Do you think my kids will think MOP is corny because they're always yelling? Yeah, maybe. It's a good one. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going – I got Tony, Tony, Tony and MOP already. Those are two great ones. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe like – yeah, maybe maybe like 90s – I mean obviously 90s punk it has not aged great now. So yeah, maybe a – there's maybe a Green Day deep cut that will be embarrassing. Oh, you like could that. just like murder your kids with Blink One Eighty Two. Oh boy, yeah. You just do yeah. that, and your kids are like, nope. I'm uh, out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I could. Uh, I don't know that I could keep up the facade of liking it. <laughs> like yeah. you're right. You are right. No, I'm your kids, turn you're this right. Off. This is embarrassing. I'm gonna break this hollow disc. <laughs> yeah, I've, I want to know because it, I think this will be an excellent... hollow disc. The f- music format of the future. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think this will be an excellent to- topic of discussion. I think on so the too. Forum and in the Reddit and on the Facebook because mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I am genuine. I'm stretching to figure it out, and I think it may be it's a tough. sign of my dadness. Yeah, I mean, sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe the the fact that we all have a hard time coming up with stuff is a sign of our. Well, yeah, isn't that like if you growing are, squareness? If you think you're insane, you're not really insane. So, yeah. like, if we're like, oh, like, this listen, is embarrassing. The things I like are pretty cool. Yeah, the kids like, will like I can't these think things. Very embarrassing like. that I listen to. I know, right? Well, the fact that well, the fact that I like classic soul music be like a dad of our generation telling us about the blues. Ooh. No, I mean I think classic soul music is always cool. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody's. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Think you don't think that someone that. in 1970 thought the blues will always be cool? You know, maybe that could be. I don't. I don't know. I think classic soul's more enduring, though. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. 
My dad was. Yeah, I think like if you're a like a kid, guy, if yes. you're like a kid who wants to be into music, that's something you want to be into. That's got cool points up the wazoo. What about the Manhattan transfer? I mean, I really love the Manhattan <laughs> transfer. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see how it could be seen as. I actually like. You know what, Mark Russell. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, Simon and Oscar. You're going to listen to Bobby McFerrin at some point. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. I like him. I like Bobby McFerrin. It's a lot of fun. I don't think I own any Bobby McFerrin albums, though. You can get one. Yeah, I will. Probably pretty cheap. Probably that one with Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> did he do an album with Yo-Yo Ma? I think he did more than one album with <laughs> That's Yo-Yo great. Ma. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I want to know what yours are. You can email them to us at jjgoatmaximumfund.org or post them in, in the forum. Whatever age group you belong to, tell us what the dad music of your generation is. Sure. It, I don't care if you're a mom. Yeah. Moms can Moms like dad, like music, dad too. music too. Yeah. This you is... know what I hope it is? You know what I hope it is? You know what I, I hope seems really embarrassing? Nirvana. I hope. I know. That's shots fired. <laughs> buck, buck, buck. Come at me. Yeah. I hope I hope that we can all as a as a generation, as a culture, come together and be embarrassed about Nirvana. Really? Yeah. You hope that. Yeah. I want that for us, for our culture. You don't you're not on board with Nirvana? No. It's so un- it's so unpleasant to listen to. I'm not even going to join in on this. Yeah. I don't. No, I, know. I this don't need big. this. He's big. <laughs> I am just. I am so Jordan. I am so excited. Yeah. I have to say, it makes me really happy to hear that because I am so excited that someone is on a limb out by themselves <laughs> on this program. Yeah. And it's not me. Yeah. I'm glad that someone else said something that led to a stunned silence in the room. <laughs> If it, to all those listening, I like Nirvana the appropriate amount. <laughs> you know the amount you like it? Me That's too. how much I like it. Uh, yeah. You and me, listener, we're on the same page. Yeah. No need to write in. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you, Jordan. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Probably cool stuff. <laughs> Only good things. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Travis McElroy, Elegant Cowboy. Hey, guess what? Uh, in addition to all the other Max Fun Week stuff that I, I mentioned, we're also doing Ask Me Anythings. Many of the Max Fun talent are doing Ask Me Anythings on Reddit. Uh, Jordan and I will be doing ours on Monday, October 20th. Mm-hmm. Right now, the scheduled time's 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific. Stay tuned, I'd say. Yeah, I think we might start earlier. Because we're we got a show going from ten to we're going to record from ten to noon that day, so we might sure. as well get some lunch and sit down and uh, answer get some asked questions. anything. Right? Well, we will literally answer almost any question. Sure, literally almost any question <laughs> that we feel like. And Travis, you're doing one too, right? That is correct. I want to say Wednesday. Is that right? We'll have Brian look it up while we talk about. Okay, Warby I am Parker doing one. All the schedules are on at maximumfun.org/slash/maxfunweek, so you can go and check there. It's not just us that are doing it. Uh, we got uh, like ten different shows are doing Max Fun meetups. I mean AMAs. Uh, Thursday, I'm doing it Thursday with my older brother Justin Griffin. Will be in Japan. Oh, yeah, for his honeymoon. Fun. Yeah, oh. I'm doing it at noon. Brian tells noon me noon Pacific time. We talking about noon Pacific time. Noon, okay. noon Pacific. Uh, it's the only time. Hey, this week's program sponsored by Warby Parker. A new concept in eyewear, glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. 
At Warby Parker, fashion-forward prescription eyeglasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. They make buying glasses online easy and risk-free. With the Home Try-On program, you can order five pairs of frames to be shipped directly to your home. Try them on, select your favorites, and send them all back for free with no obligation to purchase. Go to warbyparker.com slash jjgo. That's warbyparker.com slash aj. 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 Uh-oh. To get your five free home try-on frames and free three-day shipping. By the way, that the mandate to say it that way came directly from the people at Warby Parker. Yeah. They said, say, warbyparker.com slash aj, 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 uh-oh. That's warbyparker.com slash jjgo. You get free three-day shipping and your five free home try-on frames. Um, my wife wears uh, Warby Parker eyeglasses. They're quite lovely. That's a terrific endorsement. Yeah. Very, pers- very personal. Personally, I got eagle eyes. Yeah, you don't need them. Like a They're fucking- very off-putting. <laughs> <putting. laughs> that's true. You keep well, looking at me and it's not, hard not to nod. I should like, not have gotten mm-hmm. the beak. Yes. That was, <laughs> the beak yeah, was a step too far. But the talons are lovely. I prefer Jordan's cat <laughs> eyes. I like the little slits in the middle. Thanks. It's a very erotic. <laughs> have you seen my barbed penis? <laughs> Would you like to? Too many times. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> there it was. I promised I was going to say it. So go to go to warbyparker.com slash JJGo if you want that. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, it's easy. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. That's for announcements, one-time announcements for friends of the program, whether it's your business or a personal <laughs> announcement. And if you want to sponsor the show with your business, uh, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org, T-H-E-R-E-S-A at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Travis McElroy, elegant cowboy. Welcome back to the program. We're always happy to have you here on the show. Hey, thanks. No, not you, Travis. The listener. The listener. Travis, I'm, you're fine. I'm happy to but be here. But the listener here. is who we care about. Hey, Travis, be minus, buddy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That'll get you into college in Oklahoma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, no, you're doing a great job. I'm just glad I you remembered you I went to school in Oklahoma. I give you a solid A. Hey, thanks. I never forget a sooner. Oh, uh, that's lovely. Thank is, you. Is Boomer. That, was that correct? That is correct. We just Thank beat you. Texas. It was very exciting for me. Boomer sooner. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was a very cheap win, but we'll take it. Oh. We're not proud. <laughs> I mean, our mascot is a guy who stole land, so we're not proud. <laughs> what is a sooner? Well, when the Oklahoma land Uh-oh. rush opened up, um, they said, you know, at dawn, when the sun rises, everybody will rush and claim land. And then there was a group of people who left the night before, and they left sooner than everyone else. <laughs> and that is why they're called Sooners. It's about stealing land. Do we just need to do a mascot overhaul in this country? Yes, we do. What about this? Just get rid of... All mascots. Yep. Replace all of them. That way, no one can be mad, and then just everyone has a new mascot. You know, it goes deeper than that, though, because Oklahoma is called the Sooner State. Oh. So it's like the whole state is like, well, we're Oklahoma, land Oklahoma will we have to be jettisoned to space then. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's the only solution. Yeah. Oklahoma is called the Sooner State. Show me. By the way, <laughs> I'm from Missouri. <laughs> oh, you should lead with that. <laughs> um, I... I have to say, if we got rid of all mascots, mm. I would be happy because no longer would people come up to me and say, you went to UC Santa Cruz, huh? 
And I'll be like, yeah. They'll be like, so you're a banana slug. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess. It's not funny to me, though. <laughs> it's like a vague, gentle, like a, like a low-level crackle of annoyance to me. You know, my older brother. He's uh, Santa Cruz. You're a goofball, huh? Cool. <laughs> Justin's, uh, so before Huntington High moved into a new high school. You say you, say you have an older brother? I do. His name is Justin. Um, Taco? Does he know Taco? He does! <laughs> um, but our Your attitude about Taco has shifted pretty drastically. Taco. I love Justin. Okay. I, I love the player. I hate the game. Just, oh, um, you're talking about Justin McElroy. That is correct. Gotcha. Um, and their mascot before became the Huntington High Highlander mm-hmm. was the Huntington High Pony Express, which I always thought was a weird choice. That's a team of guys. Yes, correct. The Huntington <laughs> High. Well, That's an organization. <laughs> to be fair, Marshall University's mascot is the Thundering Herd. <laughs> We're all about collective mascots. The Calabasas Department of Water and Powers. <laughs> Departments of Water and Power? <laughs> Well, then it would be the Pony Expresses, right? That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. Or the Pony. I think it's Express. a murder of Surgeon's Pony General, Jesse. It's Surgeon's General. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And then you just switch to the Highlander, the Huntington. Well, because it was Huntington Pony Express and Huntington East Highlanders, and then they combined schools, and oh. it became Huntington High Highlanders. I would like it if that was not a reference to the legendary warriors of Scotland, but mm. rather a reference to the popular film series. It was. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lambert can preside over all the we games. We all had you know, blue wait. faces and were very anti-Semitic. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something? You know you know why when the schools combined, they became the Highlanders? Why? There because can be there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, okay, when something momentous happens to you, like you think of a great Highlander joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> we ask you to call us at 206-984-4-FUN, 206-984-4-FUN, to share it with us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Some of you have done so, three of you, no less. Let's take a listen to the first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. Hello, guests. This is Sasha calling from Ontario, Canada, and I'm calling because I normally work a day job, and so I'm not really around when when there are students going in and out of high school. But I happened to be driving by a high school during school time the other day, and I saw a little tiny girl with her back to me, and she was wearing a Harry Potter Gryffindor backpack. And I was so overcome with warm, fuzzy feelings of, look at this girl, she's not afraid to be, you know, who she is, and wear this backpack to school, even though this is ostensibly a kid's book, blah, blah, blah. And then she turned around, and I realized... She was smoking a joint, and half her head was shaved, and she was wearing a T-shirt that said, Karma's a bitch if you are. And I thought, well, I guess she's still being true to herself. I think <laughs> high school's changed an awful lot since the late 90s when I was there. Love the show. Think you guys are both great. Have a great day. Um, when I... Uh... When I last lived in San Francisco, so we're talking about the mid-2000s, late, mid to late 2000s, uh, all the rage among high school students and other young toughs, I'm going to call the demographic category young toughs, mm-hmm. was to wear elementary schooler backpacks, mostly for SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes for Dora the Explorer, mm-hmm. like the more colorful and ridiculous it was, the more likely 
a guy, a, a teenager who looked like he'd pull a knife on you to get ten bucks would would be to wear it. Does this fall into the same category as like the thug Tweety shirts, or like Tweety Bird is like got his arms crossed and he looks? It real... is. It's like a maximum version of that because mm-hmm. those at least had a hip hop affect. <laughs> this is a full just a child's for this a is child. A, literally a child's backpack. Like yeah. when I say a child's backpack, I mean like undersized, mm-hmm. like yellow. Adorable. Interesting. I liked it. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, that's fun. I mean, it's a I, fun way to, you know. I don't really care about SpongeBob SquarePants, but I was all for it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, this. Yeah, I wonder if this girl was a tough or if she was just a cool dork. I mean, she was definitely a cool dork. Yeah. Right? She could be both. She could be a tough dork. <laughs> now I said it. That's, Even as I said likely, it. Less likely. Less yeah. likely. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing cool dork. Yeah, she's puffing a J. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I'm also impressed with the listener that from a distance was able to spot a joint hmm. and tell the difference between a joint and a cigarette. Could have been a roll your own. Might have been I'm a spliff. Saying. Could have been a spliff. That's a good point. Justin, are you going to get your medical marijuana license? I'm sorry. My name is Travis. Travis. Oh, boy. How Does that happen a lot? It does. People call, me, point... Je- people call me Jesse constantly. You know, really? here's the yeah, thing. Totally. I, growing up, our parents did it like kindly. So I like learned to answer to it. Yeah. And like it doesn't really bother I'm sorry. me anymore. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. We sound exactly alike. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty great. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I've thought about it. Sure. I've had friends suggest it. Mm-hmm. It seems like a thing here. The, the <clears throat> fact of the matter is... I got nothing against weed. I just don't like it. Sure. I, I'm a pretty anxious person in general. <laughs> a little weed will fix that. I was. I mean, I was talking about it the other day. And the thing oh, is, I mean, is make like, you more anxious. I, I Yeah. <laughs> I, in general, like, my greatest fear and anxiety is feeling stupid mm-hmm. and, like, looking stupid. <laughs> and it's like weed going, I'm going to help you out with that. <laughs> Let me just. Uh, I'm going to guarantee you're acting stupid. I'm going to make sure you feel like if you open your mouth to speak, you're going to say this. Sure. <laughs> 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 have stores in Los Angeles where they have 200 different kinds of marijuana and all each of them has a funny name. Yeah. And maybe there's a man not, there that maybe can tell s- you about each one of the funny names. And he's called a bud tender <laughs> instead of a nice. bartender. That is he nice. tends your buds. I like that. And he is your bud. Do you think that there's a specific like strain where they're like, oh, do you, you feel stupid? Yeah. Let me get you those. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, maybe, you know, you just weren't. Smoking the primo shit. We call this daddy's little courage. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't mean I don't want you to, you know. Why are you encouraging it? drug use? Because um, I just want you to be cool. I want that for you. I want that for you. I would like that for once. I Can I also say you should probably get rid of that Gryffindor backpack? <laughs> but how else will I transport my books? That's a good point. Just put them in a bong. <laughs> <laughs> Came around like that. Boom. Cool guy. It's a hell of a fucking bong. It's a pretty sweet. It's a, it's a wide bong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very wide bong. Hard to get your mouth around it. If we learned anything from the Pontiac Grand Prix advertisements of the late 1990s <laughs> and early 2000s, wider is better. <laughs> yeah. Cars, bongs, and dicks. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our next call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and illustrious guest. This is Joel from Springfield, Illinois, uh, calling in uh, with a moment of shame uh, a couple of days ago. And and I apologize for not uh, calling right away, but you'll understand why in a second. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, I got into an argument with my table saw, and the table saw won. And uh, sadly, the... Uh, the board I was cutting uh, kicked back at me, 
and crushed three of my fingers. So uh, I went to the emergency room. Uh, one of my fingers is broken, uh, and three of the fingers on my left hand are, uh, are severely lacerated. I won't get into all the uh, gory gruesomeness, but um, suffice it to say right now, uh, I'm laid up on some really sweet pain medication right now <laughs> nice. and uh, listening to podcasts, listening to your podcast. And, uh, you know, moment of shame. What are you going to do? Love you guys. If there's one thing that we're about, is safety around the shop. Sure. Do you want to know true story? I, I have been a theatrical carpenter for many, many, many years. Um, started five, in college. Five years. Well, I started in college, so it's been about eight years altogether. Okay. And the table saw is like the scariest thing. It seems like people shouldn't own table saws or pet chimps. Yeah. I never hear a story <laughs> about either of those going on. <laughs> and never lose like yeah. a pet chimp. Opera, using no, definitely it not. It seems adorable. Yeah, he just wants and to, it is at he just first. wants to oh, Jordan, snatch I love you, your buddy. testicles. <laughs> people should know table saws or pet chimps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, put that down in your shorthand, assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's an all timer. Yeah. Have you guys ever seriously um, hurt fucking yourself? knowledge bomb just got dropped on you? <laughs> Kaboom! Have you ever um, seriously hurt yourself with any kind of tool? Oh, I try to stay away from tools because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of that. I worked as an apprentice stage electrician for a time, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't remember ever hurting myself with a tool. I do remember that when I, one of my big jobs was to change the light bulbs in the house at the uh, opera house in San Francisco. And uh, it would just be me and a lighting cart because there was a thousand different kinds of light bulbs. So I just had this giant cart full of different kinds of light bulbs walking around looking for light bulbs that were out. And I remember that one of my big hobbies to sort of pass the time, because this was before the MP3 era, uh, was to uh, uh, drink the little bit of soda that was left in the soda machines at the concession stands. Like they would have dis, dis, disconnected Wait, the bag uh-huh. as, as an alternative to an MP3. <laughs> well, just because I <laughs> was bored. Turn it into a song. Click, 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 click. Drink, drink, drink. Just because I was bored. Oh, okay. You had gotcha. to do something sure. to cut the boredom. So every once in a while, I'd stop at a concession stand to pull drink out the a cup. excess soda. And, well, what it is is they disconnect the the bag of soda juice, gotcha. mm-hmm. concentrated soda. Yeah. Syrup, mm-hmm. and but there's still some left in the line, mm-hmm. so you can probably get three ounces of soda out of it's it. Pretty good. The so dregs, get the three, soda dregs. Three ounces of each of them that <laughs> oh. makes a whole soda. Nice. Yeah, it's just a little wisdom to those of you who are apprentice stage electricians <laughs> at the opera house, <laughs> or the War Memorial Theater, or the Symphony. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically any place where they're replacing soda. Yeah, exactly. Um, Travis, you have you ever hurt yourself badly on a piece of equipment? Um, the worst one I did, it was actually, I've hurt myself worse, but the worst one as far as like embarrassing and bad is I shot a pneumatic staple through my finger. Mm-hmm. It was an inch and a half long staple and it went like straight through <laughs> through the fingertip oh, and out the nail. Oh. And the worst part about it is I was training a freshman at the time. I was a senior and I was building like a gazebo and I said, you have to be careful because if you're not, the gun can double fire and you could shoot a staple right through your finger. Kajunk, mm. junk Just like this. Uh, and I had just done it. Oh and he was no. like, did you do that to make a point? <laughs> and I had to go to the hospital because my boss would not let me pull it out myself. And it turned out I had shot it right between the bone and the nerve. And did, if I had gone oh like, no. uh, like a millimeter oh, either way, Jesus. I would have lost mobility or feeling in my finger. 
And oh. um, and so, long story short, it took two hours before they pulled it out. And I asked, "Why is this taking so long?" And the woman said, "Well, we it was like a campus doctor." And she said, "We never have emergencies come in, and we had two come in at the same time." And I said. I've got a staple through my finger. What is the other person's? And she said, a gentleman has come in and his testicles have become twisted and he's at risk of losing one, if not both. <laughs> and I said, I am fine. <laughs> you ta- I will live with this forever. You take care of that gentleman. You send my condolences. I, I will be here fondling my intact balls. <laughs> I am so okay. Yay. They work. I don't really fuck with them saws, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> nah, Man, nope. they're scary shit. Like, it's sure. going, and it's you're pushing stuff towards it. Like, that's the purpose of the thing. There's no way around it. Hmm. You're, you are constantly moving towards a blade that will take off your hand. Yeah. And not think twice. Now, they have those ones that, like, sense moisture and stop. Really? Yeah, where it's like, a, like if you get anywhere near it with your skin, it stops. But I don't trust it. Because <laughs> it's like, eat- oh, no, it's totally fine. It stops over. Oh, God. What if oh. you're using the table saw to cut your prime rib? <laughs> exactly. Then That's it's really useless. Then it's useless. Or your beef tenderloin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Any of your wet dinner meats. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to make a prime rib at home. That'd be fun. But you know what? A prime rib costs like $75. Totally. It's easier just to grow your own cow. Yeah. That's probably what I'm going to do. Plant mm-hmm. a cow tree. Yeah. I mean, I already grow my own sweet, sweet bud. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke two joints in the morning. Right, guys? Come on. Uh, yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, Jordan <laughs> yeah. Morris. You guys want to take a hit off this wide mouth bong? Blaze it up. <laughs> Put your whole face in there. <laughs> this isn't a bong. This is just a mason jar. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm getting married. <laughs> and this is the to wedding. my bud tender. <laughs> Me and my bud Tinder really hit it off. I met him on Tinder. That there you go. We have we, we have a lot of fun here. We have one more call. Let's take a listen. Uh, hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, uh, this is Mikal calling from San Francisco, and I am a PhD student in chemical physics at Stanford, which is relevant only because my advisor, my PhD right. advisor, sure. W. E. Murner, just won the Nobel Prize in chemistry today. <laughs> and uh lab is crazy. He's still right now, but we're going to go meet him at the airport tomorrow. We've been popping champagne. And it's insane. So uh, you guys might want to know that. Uh, love the show. There Shit, ain't no man. party like a Nobel Prize party. Yeah, they're popping bottles already. Jesus Christ. You and then driving a... to pick him up. <laughs> Drunk on champagne. You want to have a fucking party jam? You got to get with those... <laughs> Uh, chemical physics <laughs> PhD candidates. Yeah, everyone I guess knows so. that's a party department at Stanford. Oh yeah, that's a fuck fest. There's no way those dicks aren't wet twenty four seven. Are you kidding? Stanford's a fucking party school anyway. There's no actual learning that goes down at Stanford. It's just fucking. You know what people learn? How to make anything into a fucking bomb. That's Correct. right. PhD more like <laughs> more, PhD more like party hard degree. That's, yeah. Yep. You know what the fuck That's I'm what it talking stands about. For. That took a lot out of me. <laughs> you know what <laughs> you I'm talking about, You want to take a little nap? Yeah. We'll finish <laughs> up here. <laughs> That's pretty good. Take a little siesta. I'd like to win a Nobel Prize. That'd be great. If I won a Nobel Prize, it'd probably be a, the Nobel Peace Prize, though. Where do you get Where do you get to go? Uh, Germany? Where do they hand those Stockholm. Out? Stockholm. There you go. But if you go to Stockholm? I wish they would expand like the, the categories and like give out Nobel Prizes for like best sandwich. <laughs> 
Well, you, do you think that's what? Because you make a mean Monte Listen, Cristo. I'm not saying I'm a shoe in. You're the guy who added. You're the guy who added salami to the Monte Cristo. <laughs> it's an important say, innovation. I said powdered sugar, not salt. Powdered sugar, and they went <gasps> sweet and I wish savory. There was a prize for you. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I think I could win one for chillest dude. <laughs> you are a pretty chill dude. Best you're a hugs, chill dude. especially <laughs> when you're blazing the earth. Oh right? yeah, most likely to succeed. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah. that one. Cutest eyes. Most improved. <laughs> <laughs> I won a Nobel Prize for most improved. Just generally. Fucking, if I won a, if I won a Nobel Prize, it would be for team spirit. <laughs> I got the Miss Congeniality Nobel Prize. <laughs> Whitest dick. <laughs> Pretty uh, wide. I'd like to win an award. You have an award. You won that L.A. Weekly Award. I won an L.A. Weekly Web Award. That's true. But I forgot. And then our show was on that L.A. Weekly uh, podcast flowchart. Yeah, it was. We were on a flowchart. Oh, shout a... out to Jane Borden. Yeah, right. I got to bring Jane Borden in here. Get her in here. She's a hilarious woman. What's she Borden put us on that flowchart. Yeah, right. Did you know we were on a flowchart? I did. I enjoyed that flowchart. Thank you. Everything kept bringing me back to you. I'm thanking, I'm thanking you on behalf of Jane Borden, hmm. who put together that great flowchart that we were on. It was a flowchart of what L.A. Oh. comedy podcasts to listen to, and yeah. one of the things led to Jordan Jesse Go. If you want, yeah, it just said, "Do you want to listen to the best podcast?" Mm-hmm. Zip, 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 all the way to us. You could, you could one day you you could win an Emmy, Jordan. I could maybe win an Emmy. That would be fun. Bare minimum, you could be nominated. I think you, sure. the odds are. I don't mean to jinx anybody. No, I would hate that. But I think that at some point in the next few years, you will likely be nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, I guess At Midnight was nominated for an Emmy, but not for its writing, for okay. its interactive aspect. Have you thought about writing better? Uh, I mean, I just think the show's not Emmy material. <laughs> I love the show. Yeah. I think it's a terrific show. Mm-hmm. You just don't but use I think your good stuff. The, no, 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 yeah. I save that for Tumblr. Look, I don't necessarily think that you're going to beat The Daily Show. No. In the Emmys. Sure. For comedy writing and a variety program mm-hmm. or whatever. It's late night or variety program. Right. But I think... What, like, you got your shoe-ins, your shit on important topics. That's basically Colbert and The Daily Show. Sure. But Colbert's going to do a regular show. Who mm-hmm. knows if he's going to keep getting nominated. That's true. And I think at some point you could beat a Fallon or a... Oh, easy. Letterman's retiring. Yeah. You think British Guy Show is going to get nominated? Not likely. <laughs> Too British. Yeah. I would rather win a Tony, I think. I'd like to do a one-man show Oh yeah. About do me. they give out Tonys for one-man shows? Yeah, best one man show. Oh, okay, is that what it's called? That's it. You're Most literally one man show. You're literally going to have to murder Hal Holbrook to get your hands uh, on a Tony and for I best would. one man show. That's and actually Val I, Kilmer who does Mark Twain. Yeah, <sighs> I got to kill a can, lot of people. You think you get to kill Kilmer? Do I mean I don't want to, but I will if I have to. Like that's I'm reasonable. committed to the craft. It's a reasonable opinion. I mean, he doesn't know karate. That's Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have seen him sword fight, and he does that well. Yeah, I think I could take him. Mm-hmm. Are you listening, Kilmer? Come Are you here. dressed as Mark Twain? <laughs> Do you want him to fight you as Val Kilmer or as Mark Twain? I would like to dress as Twain and fight his Twain and oh, Twain to the death. Yeah. A Twain off. Yeah, he's Twain from Earth Prime. Mm, You're but, Twain from Earth 2. You know what? Never the Twain shall meet. Yay! Yay! We'll be back in just a boo. second. <laughs> Yay! Boo! <laughs> Thank you.
Hey, have you guys heard that Lady to Lady podcast? Yeah, bro, we listen to my girlfriend all the time, and it's made a relationship so much better and healthy. But even though our relationship is healthy, I still totally want to date Barbara, Brandy, and Tess, because they're so funny and smart and pretty. Oh my god, oh, that's so nice. nice. What? Whoa, they're here. Whoa. That's right, I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. And I'm Tess. And we're Lady to Lady. We're a podcast. It's the three of us. We have a fourth girl on every week. We solve lady problems. Just hang out. Talk about stuff. Sometimes we have characters. We get weird. You can listen to us every Wednesday. We got a new podcast out. Go to MaximumFun.org or iTunes. So it's Wednesday. I can download it right now. Oh my God, I better go. I can listen to it while I'm bench pressing my quads. Yeah, bro. Tight, bro. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Travis McElroy, elegant cowboy. Travis McElroy, by the way, one of the three McElroy brothers who mm-hmm. co-host the smash hit podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. One of the most, the second most popular advice podcast in the world. What's the first? Dan Savage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to kill him, too. <laughs> you got to leave a long murder list. So busy. I gotta, <laughs> oh, I'm just murder, swamped. murder, murder. I would love to hang out. I'm just so busy. I so am swimming in murder. I'm so busy. <laughs> Sorry. I got to get my Twain outfit pressed. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to get the blood stains out of it the next day. You have to forge the blade that can kill Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's needing a special elven medal for that. Mm-hmm. Ordinary man's steel will not kill Val Kilmer. If right. you're here's my point. If you're a Jordan Jesse Go listener and you haven't yet checked out my brother, my brother and me, I think you'll love it. Sure. It's a wonderful program. They're three charming and hilarious brothers. Their advice is they claim <laughs> it's it's always good advice. I think you're looking at 50% at best. I I would argue that we claim it's never good advice. <laughs> we have a disclaimer that says, do not do what we say. Like, from day one, we've said, please don't do any of this. You might die. I feel like anytime I say anything about how it's bad advice, Justin and Griffin get angry at me. No, I, if anything, Justin's the biggest proponent of this is awful. Please don't listen to us. I think in the beginning, he was so worried that people would actually do what we told them to Sometimes do. Sometimes you guys give sincere and helpful advice. That is correct. Though it is hard to tell which one's which. By the way, I've been meaning to ask you something. How do I get out of the friend zone? Oh, the man. friend zone doesn't exist, Jesse, and you know that you're married. <laughs> <laughs> Are you too lucky you're in the friend zone with Teresa? <laughs> Teresa in the friend zone. You know what? Maybe you just need a new fedora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan, I got plenty of fedoras. That's true. Um, fedoras, I got. Maybe she's just seen all of them. Yeah, that's a good just point. A new fedora can spice things up in the bedroom. Did you say fedora? I think you meant to say merkin. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what did I say? Yeah. Okay. Or just like a Merkin. genital fedora. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little fedora for a top of the Merkin. Don't worry about it. Okay, Southern California, I want to see you on Wednesday night. Come the fuck out to my show because we're busting our asses making putting this show together. It's going to be a real doozy. I'm going to be out there and I'll hug you. Yeah. Fucking Travis McElroy's going to be there. He's going to give you a fucking hug. That is correct. Wednesday night. It's only 20 bucks. Come on. Do it. What are you doing? Get a free beer courtesy of NPR Generation Listen. Sure. Just get That's one of those $20 of, beers, you break even. That's a group of hip hip young people like you and me that love NPR. <laughs> you you talk can, like this. You can drink that beer to Ira Glass. You can pour it into an Ira Glass. I, I'm sorry. Ira Glass is not affiliated with NPR. Thank you very much. Oh. You can drink it to- He's affiliated with Spike TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ira Glass is that guy who uh, rescues failing bars, right? <laughs> Ira's Mansers. <laughs> can I drink it to Rick Steve's? Who is one of my favorite people. 
You can blaze it up to Rick Steves. <laughs> yeah. That guy is like a legendary uh, legalized marijuana proponent. Oh, I know. I'm a big fan. Big fan of Rick Steves. Yeah, Rick Steves. That guy's great. But I, I, don't, I haven't heard good things about his show. I haven't heard it. His radio show. His TV show is very charming. I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Oh, he's a, a public television travel guru who also has a public radio show. Oh, maybe I know this guy. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, he makes a lot of money selling travel guides and special trips and stuff. Cool. And uh, spends it all being a medical marijuana advocate, which <laughs> is great. I just think it's awesome. Good for him. Um, and Max Fun Week starts the 15th, runs through the 21st. All the information's at maximumfun.org slash maxfunweek. Uh, come ask us credits, uh, quest, credits on our Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit come ask credits. us some Reddit credits. Yeah. Um, and we'll answer them. It's going to be really a, a, a good old time, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And I don't know. I don't have anything else. Come out to, to the meetup. Come out to the fucking meetup. That's going to be I'll fun. be at the meetup. Look, go I'll to the meetup. I'll hug you there. You're in Portland? Go to the meetup. You're in Seattle? Go to the meetup. Here's the thing. It's not a big deal. It's two hours out of your life. It's you a go, fun evening. You make meet some, some new friends. pleasant people. The people are real pleasant. No, there's no inside baseball. Everybody's really warm and nice. Uh, it's really nice. You talk to somebody, you find out, oh, my boss just won a Nobel Prize. Huh. You know? Would you I, like some of this champagne that I bring with me everywhere? I guarantee there are at least nine other people. I'm a hard-drinking Stanford physicist. There are at least nine other people in your city that will hang out with you and talk about, like, Max Fun. This is going to be great. You don't even have to talk about Max Fun. You can talk about Branch whatever. out to other topics. Talk about scandal. Sure. Yeah, How whatever. juicy it is. There's, there's a water cooler at the bar. It's the perfect thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> How turned up are you when you're watching it? Yeah. <laughs> How turned up are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> Um, our producer is Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. Our thanks to Brian. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We're very grateful to them. It comes from the album Kites Are Fun, the best of The Free Design, which I feel I can recommend wholeheartedly. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I recommend it too. Uh, Definitely won't embarrass your kids. We're on the internet at forum.maximumfun.org where you can chat about the program. You can also join us on Facebook and on Reddit. It's reddit.com slash r slash maximumfun. Facebook is facebook.com slash maximumfun.org with an actual dot Mm -hmm. uh, with a period not spelled out, maximumfun.org. You can join our Facebook group there and you can just search for Jordan Jesse Go like that. Talk about the fun there on fucking Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter. Hashtag Max Fun Week. All your sweet Max Fun Week tweets about what your favorite fucking Jordan Jesse Go episode <laughs> is. You can also follow me on Twitter if you want to see pictures of my dog. I post a lot of pictures of my dog. Can I can a I lot. say can I say something about Travis's dog? Travis's dog is balls out amazing. It's pretty worth it. Travis's dog is the third best dog in the whole Max Fun. <laughs> world after my two dogs. I feel like that's a little low. I would say top one. Top three. Is, well, He's one of the top 40 dogs under 40. Okay, sorry, She's sorry 42. Murph the Durf. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pretty great dog. You know my dogs are Travis's dog. That is correct. Do you think we could get Murph the Durf to come to the family meetup? Maybe. I, I, I do think we need, a, we need a pet meetup. I don't know why that's not already happening. We got a lot of meetups. Silver Lake Dog Park? What do you think? Sounds good. Put together a pet meetup? My wife told me the other day, she said to me, Jesse, when is Travis coming over to our house and bringing that gorgeous dog? <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. I okay. have to warn you, she'll kiss you on the face. <laughs> I love it. I she's, love it. She's all about being scruffy and kisses. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.